Kitch. Yellow. Uh, listen, at this late hour, after just watching the Raptors uh, dump truck Charlotte on your no team can win two games in a row on the road on these uh, home home uh, well, series. I no, no, no. Midget boy, I'll do the intro. I'll do the intro. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but there will be no Deno today um, for uh, lots of different reasons. Uh, I am just back now in the home office in Bermuda. You're down in Florida. We just got through a couple days together in Florida together, which we'll talk about in AOB. But here we are, like I said, the wraps dump trucking on a home series in Charlotte. I, I agree. I know you're going with this against a minor league team. Um, <laughs> either that or Svi Mahalik is going to be uh first team all NBA next year. I'm not sure which one. I, that, um, for the midget boys basketball team, we just watched him play. Yeah, he might be. He might be the, he might be the, <laughs> no. the league. Well, tell you what, it was shaky to start tonight. Little shaky to start. Uh, and you know, then obviously, I mean, that team just is not going to score. And we poured it on, but uh, lots to talk about on the, on the wraps front, uh, the nurse, the playoffs, uh, the bulls shitting the bed against the Hawks tonight. Lots going on as I'm watching, uh, the Hawks currently, uh, up 13 in Chicago with no Trey young about to be 15. So Kitch, before we get to that, we missed last week, busy times, hectic schedules. Uh, yep. but not much has really changed in Raptorville other than we have officially become the first team in the East to qualify for the plan. Yeah. We, that must we, excite you. Well, it just it sucks the heck out of me. We uh, we've actually been playing well lately. Like we've, we've won, well, I think we won three of our last four. Maybe lost to lost to Philly, but uh, beat Miami. But that was a good win against Miami. Now was a depleted Miami roster. Um, so the teams teams at least playing a little bit better. I think coming in like OG is found is now found a way to score without dribbling. So that's a good thing for us going forward. Um, he can he's he's actually putting up some points by shooting or catching the ball and shooting or taking two steps and dunking, but he's not trying to dribble and uh, and put it in. If you notice tonight, he he dribbled, he lost it, he, and he kind of fired a pass to Boucher who made a three in tonight's game. It was like it was only because he lost control of his dribble and he just kind of heaved the ball over to Boucher. And Boucher got an open shot, but. The uh, the finding ways to win down the stretch. Problem is the teams that we want to get by now because we obviously want a better spot now that we decided we're going to make the playoffs are also winning too. So that hasn't helped us in the, in the standing standpoint. So well, yeah, I mean, it's not a lot different that way. To your point about like us winning, yeah, I mean, our our record since the All Star break is deceiving because I'm not sure again that we have a a real quality win other than Denver at home. That was a quality win against their full squad. Um, but, I mean, these games are winning. I mean, Charlotte, yeah, we're winning. Miami, no Butler, we're winning. We go to Philly, we uh, we lose. I mean, they made a run the second half. We watched it. Uh, but it was pretty much convincing uh, Philly win. Like, we were never really, really in that game other than we were chasing. Milwaukee, we go to Milwaukee, we lose. Same concept. Uh, to me, it's just like, okay, we're we're broken record. We are beating the teams we should beat now, which I guess we weren't always doing uh, early in the season. But now we're doing that. But when we get to that upper echelon, yeah, we, we're competitive. We're competitive against the upper echelon, but we're not uh, we're not over the top. And then I think the bench uh, or the lack thereof is you know obviously a real real problem uh, going into this little stretch. So I mean, yeah, not much has changed. Um, I 100% agree with you on OG. 
playing significantly better. Freddie playing significantly better. Siaka might say hot and cold. Yeah. Right. Hot and cold. Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, you know, who are their stars at the moment? Uh, Pirtle solid. Right. Barnes. And Barnes, little hot and cold tonight was a brutal game for him. Yeah. Um, but overall, Sky's been good. So I don't know. I mean, this team is just, it is what it is. Uh, I, I don't know that if we end up in the nine seed that we'll get out of uh, the plan. Yeah. I would, I would love to try to get eight. I think if we had to eight, I think we can give Miami a run. Miami is, is on a downward t- trend here. Um, who knows what Butler's going to be like when he comes back. And uh, Lowry's banged up. Like, I, I'm, I'd love to get. I'd love to play the eight-seven game against Miami, and uh, and maybe somehow limp into seventh place in, in that in that scenario. Oh my God! Listen, hundred percent. I thought actually tonight. I really did think Chicago uh, was going to dump truck Atlanta tonight. Like they, Chicago's been playing well. Um, Atlanta yeah. sort of hot and coldish as as and, usual. And no tray. And no tray. Like, and no, no tray. And no. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, this is gold. And yeah. then here they are down seventeen at home. Uh, halfway through the third. So, um, so I don't think we're, I don't think we're gaining ground on Atlanta tonight. And then I'm going to, I'm going to check on the Atlanta schedule here in a second on their well, last three games. But obviously we go to Boston. I'll tell you Wednesday, Friday, and then at home um, to Milwaukee, to uh, Milwaukee on Sunday, yeah. uh, the Rob Marcotte game. And yeah, like I think, I mean, here's our problem, right? I mean, if, if Boston beats us twice, that may no, we spur split. them. Yeah. That we may split. spur them on to be having a chance to get them one overall seed, which means <laughs> which means Milwaukee's playing their top team uh, on Sunday, also a problem. So, yeah. I mean, it's not inconceivable that we go zero and three here the next uh, the rest of the way and end up at this ten seed. We could easily be the ten seed before we know it. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta's got Atlanta's got Chicago tonight. Then they got Washington, who doesn't care if they win another game. So there's a there's an no. easy win for Atlanta. Then they got Philly. Well, Philly's kind of in a in a a little bit of a sweet spot here where if they win the game to, game tonight, their next two games, then I think uh, Philly, they're going to, they're solidly in the third spot. So I don't think they need to, I could see Philly not having to play that second last game against Atlanta with any other meaningful starters. So, so oh, that's a problem. That's a problem for us. And then Atlanta's totally got the final game. Totally agree. Yeah. And then Atlanta's got the final game against Boston, which might mean something or might not mean something. That's, if the Boston games, if the la- if their last game means something, then our last game means something, and if our last game means nothing, then their last game means nothing. So we're kind of in the same boat as these uh, as these Atlanta fans going into the last game of the season. Yeah, too. I mean, like you said, right? Washington tomorrow, it's a that's a Hawks win. Um, then Friday, Philly, yeah, and then at Bo- yeah, I mean, now, yeah, I, I mean, if if somehow uh, the Hawks don't win this game tonight. I would say the Raps will have to go three and zero to have a chance to get to the eight seed, because basically we're a game back, right? So yep. Yep. we would have to go three and zero because Atlanta's going to probably. I mean, worst case scenario, Atlanta goes one and two, but that seems unlikely. Yeah, it's not shaping up. That we need, we need, we need the win tonight. And as here comes Chicago down fourteen uh, at home. Yeah, uh, we need the win tonight from Chicago, and then I think the Raps have to go two and one for sure, but maybe still three and zero. The Raps may have to go three and zero to have any chance at the eight seed, which they're not beating Boston twice. Right, I wouldn't right. think. Yep, I probably think. not. So, probably not. Not in my theory. All right. Well, listen, I I don't know how many I, I don't know much more time we should spend on on this scenario. I mean, I think that's what it is. 
Uh, it's not trending great for us. I think we're a nine seed, which means we're playing Tuesday night, um, probably against Chicago. We win that game, and we go to either uh, Atlanta or Miami on the Friday. It's probably yep. well. Who knows? You're right. You're right about Miami right now. They're they are fighting it. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. But I think that's what we're staring at. Which is, I think it's a lot to ask the play-in teams to win two games to get to the eight seed. Like, fuck, yeah, to get the to, yeah. get to play Milwaukee. Like, what's your motivation? Uh, two home games. GM's happy. He's got two more home games. Other than that, you could you lose four nothing to Milwaukee, and you're done. You look under something next season. <laughs> and you're and you're golfing. And my Goba. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, on this note, which I think is uh, a bit of a segue into it. I mean, we're talking about playoffs. We're talking about this team uh, potentially getting in what they have to do. And then you've got the nurse situation. Um, And I'm going to work backwards here. One of the last things that nurse said when he went off the rails a little bit was that he was focused. um, He was focused on. Uh, this team getting into the playoffs because they need playoff experience, um, which I found very interesting considering his derailment in that press conference about how he's basically done. So, Kitch, I'm going to let you start with where you want to go with this about the team. Uh, you know, Nurse well, saying he's so, he's focused on the team getting yeah, the so playoffs. Break, break down the timelines there. So he at, before the uh, last game was before the last game on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. It, was, it was on. Yeah, it was on. It was on Sunday, or it was, yeah, it was. Before, was it or was it after the Philly game? No, I think it was no, before it was, the Philly game. It was before the Philly game, because we read it on the on the. Uh, yeah, it's before the Philly game on Friday. That's right, Philly game on Friday. We had two days to digest it. That's right. So right. it was it was right. before the Philly game, where basically he went off and said, basically started talking about how he's not sure what his status is. He needs time to reflect. and wants to see what the organization thinks of him. Uh, yada yada yada, uh, which led everyone to believe that. Clearly, he's out of here. There are reports that he's already got uh, Houston lined up. Um, you know, I love Nick Nurse. I'm not sh- obviously scorched earth. It, to me, it's a little bit scorched earth. I don't know that you can um, come back from that. Even like, listen, I I'm going to go on a limb here and say they could make the playoffs, beat Milwaukee, and I'm still not sure he'd be the coach next year after this. And when did he come back and and I rescind? I didn't hear the rescind rescinding part. Well, he didn't re- same oh same uh, same news conference. So I watched oh, the whole thing, conference. and at the okay. end of it, they were sort of like, "Hey, where are we at here?" And he's like, "Listen, where I'm at is uh, I'm focused on finishing out the season, getting this team to the playoffs because this team needs playoff ex- uh, experience." But it, the way he said it, if you watched it, it was like he was talking about, "Hey." This team needs playoff experience, even though I'm not going to be around for it. But this is what this team needs, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna wish them well, type thing. It, it, it was, it was really bizarre, and I want to get into it a little bit because I've read a lot on it. But your initial thoughts on that? On that? Um, so my first initial thought is, wh- why, why would he do this at this time of the season? Like, why not wait to the end of the end of the season to come out and say something like this? He's got a team that's in a playoff race, so taking all the focus away from that and everybody focus on putting it and all the, putting all the focus on him and not talking about the team and what they need to do. Like, I don't know that. I think it's a very selfish move. I know some people say maybe he's distracting the media from his, from his players. And, but I think, oh, I think to him to come out and say that your team does not need that in a playoff drive when the coach is talking about leaving and that's just going to create animosity. Um, it's going to create, it's going to create the players to say, all right, he's not going to be, if he's telling me he's not going to be around, why the heck am I even listening to him? So, 
I, I think I think there's no ways back next year. I don't think Ujiri will be happy how this was addressed, and even if he's already written, this, this, that was the, the nail in his coffin. And I also think this year, as we talked about in the past, I think his voice has gone stale. We talked about that where I don't think the players are listening to anymore. And I, I and you, you can elaborate on that because you have more more feelings on that. But like he's a, he's a defensive minded coach. You move you, you you end up scoring on offense from your defense, and it's glaringly apparent throughout the season that the team has got away from that defense first mentality, which tells me that they're not really listening to him. And I think his voice is just growing stale. So I, I, and the fact that Ujiri didn't do anything in the trade deadline, I think now he believes, and he probably knew at that time, I'm going to keep this core around and throw a new, a new coach in and see if this new coach can actually work better with this core than what Nick was able to do with it. Well, let's, we'll get to the new coach rumors here in a second. Cause that's next on my list. But um, listen, I'm surprised with, Nick's resume and sort of um, demeanor that he made it about him. And that's exactly what he did. Like you said, like he made this about him, which is obviously the last thing you're ever supposed to do, right? You're never really supposed to notice the coach or the referees out there. Uh, It's not, it's not about uh, it's about the play. It's a player's league. Uh, And all of a sudden now all the questions between now and the end of the season. And even though it's the first question after the, after their last game, or that be Tuesday night, Friday night, or the first round of the play. The first question is going to be about Nick. What are you doing next year, right? And that's not and and that's not what it's supposed to be. But the only reason why I think he would do something like that um, is obviously there was a major falling out with him and probably Masai, who have known each other for you know twenty something years. And you know the stuff that I've read is that Nick asked for an extension, uh, didn't get one, uh, asked for it again. They said, we're not ready to talk about it. And basically he said, well, that's it. You know, scorched earth. You don't want me around. So uh, I'm out of here. Um, you know, they leaked his salary earlier, you know, leaked. Um, it, his salary, which was not a known quantity uh, going into the season, all of a sudden sort of, I think it was December's time frame, became known that it was 8 million bucks a year. So Nick signed a four-year, $32 million Ooh. contract uh, the year after the bubble. You know, that's a, that's a lot of, that's 8 million bucks a year for uh, a head coach. And not that he doesn't have stature, but he's not like, it's not like he's Popovich. It's not like he's Phil Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those guys. So, um, you know, there's some inkling that obviously there's a disconnect between head coach and franchise. And now it's boiled over. I don't even know how Messiah could bring him back after this. Right. It, it, it's hard to imagine a Kumbaya moment uh, where they go, Hey, listen, you know, rough season emotions got away from us. Uh, said things we didn't mean. I just can't see that happening. So I, I, I think he's, I think he's a hundred percent gone, um, which upsets me because I just got his name on the back of my jersey. <laughs> you did uh, about three months ago. Another line, another line through. Another line. It's scratched out, and I can't believe. Uh, so the rumor is, Kitchen. I know you like that. I think we have slightly differing opinions on this, but I'm Adoka, the uh, former Boston coach who is currently sitting out the season due to. Uh, uh, personnel issues within the Boston organization. Um, so apparently, and I did not know this, but I did a little bit of reading on it today. I'm and Masai, they got history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I think when we talked about it, you, the, the boys, your boys were talking about uh, bringing, uh, what's his name off the bench, off the Raptors bench. Oh, uh, our lead assistant. God, why can't I think of his name? No, I can't even either now. It's late. It's a late one. Griffin? Griffin. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Griffin. So they're talking about Griffin. Yeah. Griffin. But I, I, 
I don't like that. Like when we, I, I'd rather bring in an outside party with a different mindset and not somebody who's been in the system for a while. And, and it's, it's hard to not still do the system. If you're, if you're, if you're in a lot, they come out and say, Hey guys, I know I've been with you forever and I know Nick did this, but we're going to do this now. And uh, so I think it's easier to bring a third party in to, to just clean house. If he needs to clean house, maybe bring in more different assistance, maybe cut down on half the assistance and, uh, and just, uh, give a, give a, give a different mindset. And I, and I going back to your point on Nick, I think when Nick says that come out, comes out in the media, I don't think he, he, he puts Ujiri in a place. I think he already knows his place when he says that. I think he's saying that basically coming out and saying, Hey, I'm out there. And I think, I think the trade deadline was the answer. When I, when I, when I stepped back and thought about it more and more, I keep thinking, this is why he did nothing at the trade deadline. He, he already had his mind made up at the trade deadline that Nick was the one to go and he wanted to keep those guys around. Yeah, but don't forget, like, so I'm not disagreeing with that, but I mean, it still doesn't necessarily change the ultimate issue with the team, which is the which is the makeup of the team, right? I'm not sure how I'm, uh, Adoka walks in, and you know, you got those question marks about who's actually going to be on the team. Yeah, right. True. I mean, who you, who you resigning? Um, I mean, I I hope the answer isn't, hey, get rid of Nurse and we'll resign Freddie and uh, whoever else, uh, you know, Trent Pertle. Gary and and run it back because we have a new coach. Like, I hope that's not the answer because I think that would be short sighted. Yeah, I think you're right. I agree. I agree. But like you said before, Ujiri's in on these guys, and it's hard to eat crow. It is hard to eat crow, and and so maybe he, maybe he sticks there for one more year. And if it doesn't work, then maybe Masai's gone the following year. Well, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure we're anywhere near Masai leaving. But to your point, like I think you're right. And if you break these guys down individually right now. Like you can make a case for each one of the our starters, right? You can mm-hmm. make a case to going, hey, that's a quality starter. Like we're just talking about how OG is better. Mm-hmm. Freddie's playing at a higher level. It's not resulting in wins, but you can make the case individually how each one of these guys is actually playing okay at the moment. I and mean, we've talked the last few pods. We've talked about how great Barnes has been. He's much better than he was in the first half of the season. Freddie playing, but why is this not, uh, you know, sort of culminating in wins? Yeah, I don't know if that changed. I don't care who the I don't care who the coach is, but maybe, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe there's. Like, listen, I'm a huge believer in the NBA, probably more than any other league. At some point, there's a lot of timeouts, there's a lot of half times, there's a lot of practice. That's one voice, a lot. He's been doing this for five years straight. They yep. won a championship. Uh, he probably doesn't want to rebuild. And yeah, I think I think guys do get it does get stale and he's had some issues with a couple of players over the, over the course of the last couple of years, Pascal uh, in particular. So yeah, Nick could have run his courts and that's just, there's nothing else about it. Like Nick could easily go be successful somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just what it is. So I yeah. think that's what we're, I think that's what we're staring at. I think you're right. And that's what the NBA is about. Like look at Doc Rivers. He's bounced around. Um, yeah. These, these good coaches, they find jobs and, and, and they realize when their time's up at one place and the team realizes it and they move on. So I, I think we're in that scenario right now. We all love Nick. We thought he was a great coach, but it's probably time. It's probably time we moved on. And I'm not, I'm not saying we got to get rid of him. He was terrible. No, I just, I think he's, I think a change of, a change of everything's got to, going to be, going to be beneficial to both parties. Well, listen, I wish Nick all the best. Uh, and I also wish him a a budget for a replay official at his next gig. <laughs> yes, I think, yes. <laughs> I think that'd be wise to invest in that. Or he is not allowed to make the challenge call. Just t- just don't let him. You cannot challenge. You're not the one that challenges. Him. You, yeah. just, and just you know what? Coach. There should be there should be a rule on every NBA team. Never look at the player 
to get their no, opinion of it. Never, 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 because they never foul. <laughs> yeah, no. In the history of the game, no players ever foul. Um, all right, Kitch, let's uh, let's move on here. Where are we? Uh, so we've got nerves. Playoff scenarios. I feel like we've kind of talked about it. So, best case scenario, we're a seven seed. We play Boston. Um, worst case scenario, we're an eight seed. We play Milwaukee. Either one of those scenarios is a disaster for us, uh, which I believe uh, is probably four or five games max. Uh, I don't know if you feel any differently, but I can't imagine you do. Oh, well, I, I, I didn't go that way, the playoff scenario. I, I went with playoff scenarios in general. Yeah, we can, yeah, we can get to that too. But I'm just talking okay. about purely from a Raptor standpoint, it's, it's five games and we're out. Doesn't matter if we get it. Doesn't Ma- matter. Oh, max. Ma- well, not five games, four games. Max four games. Right. So, so I, I, th- I don't think we get any more than four games in the playoffs max, and we could get one. So we're one, one or four, I think, in the playoffs for, for the Raptors. Five or, yeah. So, all right. So on that, Right now in the East, you're looking at Knicks, Cavs, 4-5. You're looking at Boston, uh, most likely Miami, uh, and then Milwaukee, either Atlanta, Chicago, yeah. or, or Toronto. Yeah, so the East is very easy. I, I think that we don't even need to really talk about the East is, let's wait for the second round. Let's watch the Milwaukee versus Cleveland and Boston versus Philly series. I think those are going to be two decent series. I still think Milwaukee and Boston are, are better than the other two, but the Boston-Philly series I think will be will be really entertaining. So, I don't think I just can't see any of the five to eight teams winning in, in the East or even competing in the first round. So I'm just going to skip right to the semifinals for that. And I think we focus more of a more of a discussion on the West, which is way more wide open, wow. way more entertaining. That is a that's a that's an absolute. Go to the casino, put your money on red, <laughs> open hits because that is just like it's it is a coin flip. All like even one through eight. Like if the Lakers yeah. get into the eight seed and they play Denver. I don't know that Denver's a huge favorite. They oh. they might be a slight slight favorite. Yeah, you uh, you know, you, you're looking at you're looking at Golden State, uh, Phoenix. Who wins that? Yep. You're looking at Golden State potentially Sacramento, right? Um, like there's there's not a matchup in the West where you're going to look at a clear go. Oh, that team's going to win that series. There yeah. is not. And if the Lakers, I, I, like I, right now, it looks like the Lakers could easily get the seventh. Well, then they got uh, Memphis. Well, Memphis doesn't want to meet Lakers in first round. God knows Sacramento at three doesn't want to make meet them in the first round. The Lakers can anywhere can finish anywhere from fifth to eighth. If you look at the standings right now, the, the fifth to eighth is about a game and a half, I think, apart from that hole. And the way the Lakers are trending, they might get up to fifth in this scenario, which then puts them against which then puts them against Phoenix, which would be which would be a crazy first round series. <laughs> like yeah, it's, but it's, I think sorry, go ahead. I was going to say I'm Denver. That's the first round series I want to see. I want to see Phoenix and the Lakers and then yeah. have them beat each other up over seven games and then maybe slide into that one. Because if you got to play them at some point, I'd rather play them after that brutal series. Yeah, I agree. And there's going to be some in- interesting posturing. Like, it's going to be, are you, do you win? There'll, there'll be games I think these teams are going to want to throw near the end. Like, if you're Sacramento and Memphis and you're tied going into the last game of the season and the Lakers are in seventh and you don't want second and the Lakers are in sixth and you don't want third. Like there's going to be a lot of guys. I think teams that are going to be either tanking games or giving it all to win those games just to avoid that, uh, that Phoenix matchup and the, uh, and the uh, Lakers matchup. Yeah. There could totally be some positional tanking. Yeah, absolutely. I think so for sure. You absolutely. could throw a game to get to, to avoid a team. You don't, you just don't like, yeah, I, I know it's, it's nuts. And then to think of that in the West, like, like Dallas is not going to get in after trading for Kyrie. That is like awesome. there, there that, are, was my, like, there that was my that was my way they're getting it. No, I had a great like there's a there's a team. You got one of the top 
10 players, play one of the best players in the league, could be top five even easily, in the in the entire league on the on the roster. You bring in a good supporting ca- ca- character or cast or idiot or whatever you want to what you want to call him, and they trade a ton for this guy, and it does nothing. I mean, the team's actually worse, and it's just it's like when are people going to realize that this Kyrie curse or just it isn't working? It's like this. It's like these um, restaurants. They open up a restaurant, and it lasts a year. And it, and it goes bankrupt and then and they close it. And a month later, they open another restaurant in the same location. And a year later, that closes again. And the, then monthly thir- third, like, it's just like they keep doing the same thing with Kyrie. And when is somebody going to wake up and say, hey, this guy is not good for a franchise. This guy's not good for a winning team. And he's just been a dis- it has, he's been nothing for 10 years now. And he still gets traded like this marquee, marquee player. Well, listen. Talent wise, he's still a top fifteen talent in the league. Like I think if you ever played a full but, season, yeah. yeah, I think if you ever played a full season with his stats and how good he is. I mean, obviously, we saw it in Toronto that game when he when he daggered us. But uh, like he's a top fifteen talent. But I think the NBA more than I. So yeah, you put Luca and Kyrie on a team, you think well, automatically that's a playoff team. Oh, right? it should be at least it doesn't matter what yeah. you put around them. But I think the NBA again, probably more so than most uh, leagues. It is a, you've got to have the right pieces. Uh, and then those pieces have to mesh together, right? It, there cannot yeah. be like, it really, and that's, and that's why I do think coaching the NBA is probably more valuable than it. Like all you're doing in, as an NBA coach, it's just really meshing personalities and egos and getting them to function at a high level because they're going to accept a role, right? Whatever that role may be, they're going to accept it. And that's your job to make it happen. But how do you mesh with this douchebag? Nobody's been able to mesh with this douchebag. Not even, not even the vaccine officers. Nobody, nobody can mesh with mesh with this this guy. Like no, he's just that's yeah, that's what I mean. Like talent, at it, it, some stage, talent doesn't even matter. So I'm with you. Like yeah. that's at some stage, you just gotta go. Well, this guy uh, is not going to be a chemistry guy anywhere he goes. And you know, I, again, like with Luca, you would have thought because Luca is like playing with LeBron. It's the exact same yeah. concept, yeah. Uh, and he's not. He's not doing that. I mean, the only time Kyrie's had success is when he was, was when he was with LeBron, right? Yeah, early when in his was career, much younger. Yeah. When he was much younger, uh, before he started thinking for himself. Uh, that's hundred percent. Someone else. Was, yeah, I, I yeah, hear bef- you. I hear before you. he lost his ego, like as soon as soon as his ego got the better of him, he was he was disaster. He was a good second man in Cleveland. Um, now I think LeBron probably hid some of his weaknesses because LeBron was that much better than the rest as much as I hate to admit it. Um, but that, uh, yeah, he's just, he's been such a me guy after that. And the reason he wanted to Cleveland is he wanted to be me guy. And that just was the demise of his career. And I, I hope nobody else trades for him. Like, really, do you want that guy in your team? That just baffles me. Well, he's going to be a free agent this year. Uh, yeah. he's probably going to opt out. Uh, Dallas might be committed, pot committed to, to resign to sit to, they don't, um, I think, I think they are all that stuff. For, they might be, but if they do, it's just a matter of time before they trade him. It's just a matter of time. And then someone will take him because, but yeah, his, his tank might be, you know, teetering on empty as far as uh, yeah. interest in the league, because I think this is a real gut punch. Them not doing well together in Dallas. I mean, they were, they were in the playoffs. They were a playoff team when he got there. Now, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they, they were in the conference final, weren't they? I think the conference final last year, from what I remember. Well, last year, no, but I'm saying even when they traded from this year, like they were they were inside the the play in. Oh, they were right. they were inside, right? And then I know Luca got hurt for five or six games, but still, yeah, I, I hear you. I hear. You. Um, all right, listen, let's move on. Four four fifteen a.m. start for me today. 
<laughs> he could actually play with Boogie Cousins. Remember Boogie was wondering why no teams picks him up? Remember that, yes, that I know. I, thread that Deno threw out saying, why did nobody, why is nobody picking that, yeah. me up? I'm an asset to yeah, this Yeah, he's league. confused. He's confused as to why he's not in the league at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, one, you don't have any good knees and you're a cancer. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, that should be the answer. Come to call Kyrie. Don't call Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, listen, uh, just a quick update. Here come the Bulls. Uh, Bulls are going to be down nine here uh, with about 10 minutes left in the fourth. So not, not dead yet, not nope, dead, but not we dead. really, we really, really do need a Bulls, Bulls W tonight. We, we do really, need really do. Yeah. Um, all right, Kitch, you want to go over our uh, NBA over under, do you have my stats as well with you? Oh yeah. I got everything. I got all three of us. Yeah. So I, I went, I went back. Right. I listened to the pod, the October or something pod. And oh. uh, I, I want to hear, I want to hear how we I did. I, did I, okay, I, didn't I? And I honestly had no idea. So I thought I gotta, I gotta check this out because I know we came out at the beginning of the year. So we went with five picks. Just, yeah. So, so just a quick recap. These are the over under win totals for, and we had to pick five picks at the beginning of the season, which was back in sort of October timeframes. All right. Yeah. So go ahead. Yeah. So the first pick, first pick was Kitch. My, and this is our favorite pick. Our favorite pick, mine was the Kings. The Kings over, which was an absolute lock. The Kings were, were were what people thought they were at the beginning of the season. They were fantastic. Bart's lock was the Jazz under twenty four and a half. Oh, Jazz are, Jazz are already at thirty six. That was a, that was a lock. That was a definite lock it up. <laughs> oh yeah, I think the Jazz are at twenty four wins after twenty seven games. <laughs> And Deno, Deno with the homer pick. He had the Raptors over 46, 45 and a half as his first first Ooh. pick, which was a loss. So Kitch was right. Two were wrong in the first one. So second pick, Kitch had Charlotte under 33 and a half. So yes, second winner. They're going under the 33 and a half. Uh, Bart had the Heat under 49 and a half, which was, def- was a winner as well. Yeah, they're there. And Deno had San Antonio under 23 and a half, which shockingly won. Because even though San Antonio started at 13 and two or something like that, are still under 23 and a half wins. What, what is their last 60 game record? It's gotta be atrocious. Yes, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's not pop. Like I can tell you that. So everybody, everybody was a winner there, which was, which was a, which was a, a good one for the second picks. Third pick Kitch went against the grain, had the Clippers under 52. Nobody believed it. Well, under 52, they, 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 well, it was the quiet factor. They only play like half the games. Bart's second big lock. Big lock he stated was a Golden State over 52 and a half. Ugh. No, that was not that was not a winner. That was a loser in that sense. And yeah, Den- anything, Den- anything over. Unless you're unless you're Milwaukee or Denver. Anything over is in trouble. <laughs> and Deno had Indiana under 32, which uh no, Indiana was much better than expected. Yeah. Well, well over 32. Yeah. So that, that was a loss in his standpoint. Fourth pick, uh Kitch had Philly over 50 and a half, which is another winner. Four and over Kitch. Kitchy over four and a half. Bart had Denver. Over 50 and a half, which is a winner. Lock. The winner. And Deno had jazz, the Jazz under 24 and a half, which was also the pick that Bart had taken. This is his first pick, which was a, was, was, was a bad one. It was way over. And the final pick, final fifth pick, went Kitch had Detroit over 29 and a half. That was a loss. Detroit did not win many games this year. Was it oh, loss? God, no. <laughs> Gordon, uh, they lost what's-his-face, Cunningham, early. Yeah, play all real season, early. So that was dead. As soon as he went out, that was dead. That was totally dead. That's why the under is probably a good bet. Bart had Cleveland over 46 and a half. That was a win. Came back with that one. And Deno had the Suns under 52 and a half, which was also a winner because uh, they, they didn't get yeah. a lot of, in, lot of injuries here. So as the season, Kitch went four and one on his, on his season long prop. So that's a good money making venture. Uh, Bart went three and two, three and two is positive money. It's positive money in this. And Deno went two and three. So he lost money with Deno's picks. Makes but, uh, all makes sense. Kitch four and one. I'm Bart telling five, you, three, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this one more time. The season long bets are the best. They really are. 
They really, really are. They're too long. I don't know. You want inst- inst- yeah, they not, are long, but they're, no but they're fine. Like you're, all, you're always interested. I'm telling you, it's the only way I'm betting the NFL next year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. All right. No week to week. For no sure. week to week for me. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> all right. Well, good recap there, Kitsch. Uh, <laughs> what's next? We, uh, we drives you. We rolling. Right in the drives you. Oh, good. Want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Let's start. Uh, so I've been, there's been a lot of time in the car lately, which means a lot of podcasts. Um, and a lot of like different kinds of podcasts, whether it be sports, health and wellness, entertainment, doesn't matter. But I've, I've locked it like, I don't know, the last couple of these were at least um, more entertainment than anything else. So your, your smart lists, your fly on the walls, your, you know, whatever. Here's my, what drives you crazy? The minutia that goes on in these celebrity interviews, it, it is just horrific fawning over each other about how great the other person is. It's <laughs> it, like a celebrity should absolutely never interview another celebrity. It is so hard to listen to. Uh, you know, everyone is so big on Smartless. And I like those guys individually, but man, I can't listen to it anymore. I cannot listen to it anymore. They are ridiculous with their guests. Every guest has cured cancer, uh, <laughs> is, you know, has solved for pie, has done whatever the fuck, you know, they've walked on the fucking moon. It's ridiculous. And they're just like, Oh, you're so, I, I can't listen to it anymore. So what drives me crazy is crazies is uh celebrity <laughs> on celebrity interview. I can't do it anymore. I'm out. I'm out of the contest. You got to get them on here. We can break them down. You can break them down and then, and then well, build them back have a real conversation. The just have a real conversation. Like Ben Affleck's on on Smartless this week. And do they dive into any of his like shit, like his hard times, like this, that? No, it's just all fluff. And Ben Affleck, Jesus, tell you what, I don't know where he was ranked on my dream, uh, my dream guest list, but wherever it was, he's gone down by a factor of 700. <laughs> really? I do not want Ben Affleck on this. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. But yeah, right. I just, it's minutia. It's horrible. We won't reach out to him then. Let's not reach out to Ben. Yeah. Well, we, well maybe eventually, but not, okay. not anytime soon. Okay. All right. Uh, my drives you crazy. I brought up with you and it, it sort of filters back to a few. Like I'm, I'm always um, just beside myself on how the traffic moves on the 401 now, like the major <laughs> highway and, and how things go. And I, I did, a, I did a little, I would say experiment or just came up, came upon me, but, and it, and it comes down to shame, shame on service Ontario. Now I don't know if this is 100% true but this is this is this is how it came out. So I was going to the airport and I got an Uber ride. So I, get, I booked an Uber to take me to the airport. And uh and this guy picks me up and he's been driving for 3 years straight. So he's been driving for 3 years straight. He's got a great rating like 4.95. And we get in the 401 and he parks himself in the first lane and drives between 110 and 115 kilometers an hour all the way from Kitchener to the airport. And cars are just flying by us. Like there's a car going by us every 10 seconds, just whip, going from the, behind us, around us, back in. And he's completely. Well, you stay in the left lane. Well, you stay well, in the left lane. We stay in the left lane. Cars are flying. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, he's oblivious to this. or just So finally we get close to the airport. I said, uh, listen, um, like, do you, do you know why people drive? You know, do you know what the left lanes, the rules of the left lane are in, in, in Ontario? He goes, well, what do you mean? I go, well, like, like the left lane is a passing lane. So when, when you went to pass the car, you're supposed to pull out and, and then back in ahead of this. And this guy's been driving Uber for three years, and he's, and he's got tons of trips. He's got a great rating, but had absolutely no clue that this is a part of the a law. So Service Ontario obviously 
now this he was he was from India. He's been here for three years, and I don't think that, so, I don't think that matters. Well, it does because if are we not telling people who immigrate to Canada these are the rules of our road? Like I don't know if that's what it is or whether when he's tested he doesn't go through because my kids don't do it. They pull over and well, they went through they went through our system here. So there's something where maybe he, was he was he mesmerized by the conversation going on from the back seat? Like maybe did you distract him with your with your well, witty? He did not. He was he was rocking out to oh. his his music. So I was listening to the oh, Raptors game. <laughs> There's a Raptors game there. I was not a. I was. I was actually not a fan of the music that his his music that he really likes. So I was. I was listening to the Raptors game. Wow, well, listen. But, but my it's, my point it's is a small if, playlist for you to begin with. If we are if we are going to try to bring these people into to drive Uber, then we have to educate them the rules of the road. Like the fact this guy had no clue on this after driving three years. Shame on Service Ontario, or shame on our system to not educate people properly. And that's one of my beefs, and that drives me crazy. <laughs> should we just do like a traffic podcast <laughs> we should, well airplanes too can we put airplanes in there as well it's kind of yeah, well, it's tra- it's or kind yeah of travel just a, just travel a, yeah travel yeah move around there come on. on well you know six and a half minutes to go hawks up 12 not good not no good. it's not it's uh, not the gap's not narrowing no you know what god damn it i cannot believe i'm going to a 9 10 game fly up for a 9 10 game Unbelievable. <laughs> terrible life decision. Terrible life yeah, decision. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That is a terrible life decision. <laughs> I know, but it's why we got the fucking tickets in the first place for playoff games. I, I Marcotte pointed out to me today, it's not really a playoff game, but it feels like it. It's not it's really. Like it's game. not really. No. It's no, not I know. Games it's like not four really. game series. It's a joke. And the, the other thing, I too, that, that, that's all, that also drives me crazy. That's the second one. You should not be able to make, and they call it the playoffs. So you should not be able to make the playoffs with a losing record in any sport, in any league, in any sport. Like there's, there's going to be teams, there's going to be teams in here probably with a losing record that are going to be in this play-in game. That you, you failed as a season. If you are a losing record, you failed as a team. You should not be given the opportunity to make the playoffs. That, that is ridiculous. I find it's such money. Yeah, but how, what's how about even more stupid? Uh, Divisions now. So before division winner, it didn't matter. Like you were automatically. Oh my God, Zach Levine has had. Oh my God, <laughs> Zach Levine two horrific, horrific turnovers the last two possessions. Uh, but you can have a division winner who doesn't make the playoffs the way they've got stepped now. Before it used to be if you won your division, you'd yeah. automatically get in the playoffs somewhere. But yeah. now it's set up so it's like it doesn't make any sense. And Simmons said this today or Sunday. He's right. Why have why why have divisions? Just, yeah, just to play a conference. Just play a conference and go and go that way. Yeah, yeah. It's only for scheduling. Yeah, you're right. Why have it? It makes no sense. No. All right, listen. Let's get out of here. AOB. Okay. Uh, well, my OB was going to be Sawgrass. Yeah, just me too. a quick update. So this weekend, this past weekend, uh, Bobby Johnny and uh, their father were all celebrating their birthdays, which all were within the last six weeks. Uh, and we plan and to kitch. go to Sawgrass. TPC and kit. Don't forget Kitch and Kitch. Well, Kitch's birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, actually, it wasn't that far. Yeah. I was too. Okay, sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're all celebrating by going to TPC Sawgrass, so the four of us, uh, where it was uh, Bobby and Kitch versus uh, Johnny and Dad. Um, but we'll, we'll, talk about the, we'll talk about the outcome here in a second. But the course itself. So, Kitch, I know you had some back and forth, but I think you felt differently about it on day two. But rate that thing out of a one to ten experience, just the course. The course itself? Yeah, uh, I was playing the course two days in a row. Really nice golf course. A beautiful golf course. Uh, well manicured. 
hard as hell, like hard as hell. Like, so and I'll give you a, a basis here. So I'm an 18 index, which means most courses we go to, I'm an 18 handicap. Might be a 17, might be a 19, but I'm usually like my 18 index gives me seven. I'm an 18 index of Sawgrass. I'm a 24 handicap. My handicap goes up six strokes from my index on Sawgrass. Well, it's justified because I I didn't see double digits. I never finished in a double digit figure. It was it was it was in triple digits both both days. What and were you, uh, what were you on day two? What you, 102. Day two? 102. <laughs> okay. All right. That 54 in the front both days kind of hurt hurts a bit. <laughs> Tough to bounce back. Tough it to is. Back. It is. Yeah. So it was. It's a. It's a gorgeous golf course. Um, it's astonishing the players play it so well. We played the first day in the wind, which was super hard. And you can see why the players struggle when 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 the winds. Are. And the second day we played with little wind, and why I should probably shaved five strokes off. But it was a. Well, it's a. It's a narrow. It's a narrow course. Yeah, but I went. I went the other way. I was rock solid. I was eighty. I was a solid eighty-three with two doubles and a triple in the back on day one. And then day two, you would have thought I was playing in hurricane condition. I was terrible. Well, Ter- it might've it yeah. been the 14 hours of drinking we did on the, on Saturday. That kind of <laughs> caught up with you. But you know, what? I must admit what I really enjoyed, what I didn't think I was going to enjoy it the way I did, but playing 16 and 17, 18, which is the iconic three finishing holes there to play that twice. Like for me now, the, the excitement around that is just when we watch that on TV next year, we're going to have such a different feel for everything they're doing. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's just going to be like, you can, you'll be able to relate to it a little bit more. Uh, and then playing 17 twice was, was awesome. Um, yeah. No, I don't think, yeah, I, don't, I, mean, I don't think anybody in our whole group hit it in the water. I don't think anybody did. Did they in 17? Well, yeah. Bobby and me. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Bobby, you did. Kitch didn't. Bob- Kitch, Kitch did not. With the 107, 102. Wow. I never hit the water on 17. I, I, you know, I wanted to make sure everyone knew that that there would have been some money lost had we had we set up a pool for that. Kitch, uh, day one in the bunker. Uh, day two, where'd you end up? Day two, where were you? On uh, front, front left, and the pin was back right, and there was no oh, way. Oh, that's was, right. Yeah, there's no way I was putting yeah. it off the green, and all I had to get was a four right. for three first in the hole. So yeah, I lagged my par putt, lagged it up there. <laughs> the yeah, shape to win the hole. You certainly did. <laughs> and then I collapsed. I collapsed on the last three holes. Uh, it was certainly collapsed on 18 where I hit a great drive, put on the green. All you do is two putt and Johnny and I win the two day event. And I somehow three putted lipped out, lipped out, hard lip out <laughs> on my four footer and Bobby and Bobby got up and down guys. from like 20 yards behind the green, got up and down wow. for like, that was a pressure shot. I'll tell you what, it was an awesome chip. He hit. Yeah. That was an awesome chip he hit. It was because I was yes. close to the same distance and I hit my chip right to the middle of the pond. So I was there was yeah, not no, an awesome no, chip by me. <laughs> which may have been your best chip of the day, actually. That one. So uh <laughs> yeah. So event number what's that? One is that event number three? The Bart fiftieth? Uh, the th- third one I've been on. You've been, <laughs> you've been to all of them. Yeah. Uh yeah. there was a there was a, hell, there was a Bermuda one, wasn't there? I missed that one. The Bermuda, like the hometown no. party one or something like that. Not no, not I was party well, Hilton Head party. Oh, Hilton Head party. Yeah, I mean, I was. It wasn't an event. That's just a gathering. Okay. Yeah. Very different. Uh, so, uh, event number three in the books. Uh, looking forward to event four, the Kentucky Derby, in uh, you know four short weeks. We'll be right back yeah. at it. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Our wives, our wives Kentucky are coming Russ. on this one though. Sue, Sue and Becky yeah, are great. coming on this one, so it's going to be it's going to be an easier sell. This is going to be an easier sell. Well, you know what? Industry. It'll be an easier sell and a very different vibe. <laughs> it will be. It will be. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> All right, what's the catch? I'm exhausted. I got it. Let's wrap this up. This right. is a good 
slacker 45 minute workout pod it's perfect yeah. <laughs> perfect for him all right Kawhi, take it away Kawhi up top looks at the clock turns a corner for the win Hang <laughs> it!